Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse Church Podcast. My name is Benj Gould and I'm the lead pastor. We are all about creating an environment where anyone can follow the way of Jesus. So we hope that this teaching helps you on your way. Um, I just wanted to speak uh, just really briefly around what it means to be a spiritual family. Um, there's this great quote from a guy called Mike Breen who talks about church as um, us being an extended family on mission, an extended family on mission. Todd Wilson, um, who's a church planner, he says this, that the irreducible minimum of church is a healthy, functioning family. If you boil the, the relational aspect of the church down, what you should have left is not a organization not a service, but a family. Um, I remember when we were, we were growing up, um, there was a period in our, our life, our, our house, where um, we had mom and dad, there's four kids, I'm the youngest of four. Um, we had two of my older cousins living with us who were, you know, had moved from interstate to, to study at uni. My nana was living with us. Uh, my my uh, my brother's now wife ended up living with us, uh, and then a cat and two cats and a dog and whatever else, a rabbit named Puppy, um, and it was just a, it was a very full house and a chaotic house. Um, I think if you drove past it, there's always you know those houses that you drive past and there's like always just a billion cars out front and they're like they're all <laughs> they're like on the lawn they're everywhere. And you're like, what's going on in that? That, that was our house. Uh, I think if you drove past today, you would, someone would call the police and the contact tracers would be called in and um, Tracy Grimshaw would be highlighting us on a current affair or something. Um, but I'm so grateful for that, that um, period of upbringing because it was, it was such a time of um, hospitality and sharing. I remember we had two, two big dining tables that we had to put together just because there were so many people around the table and there was meals and laughter and it was messy and it was uncomfortable and it was inconvenient at times. Um, but it formed me. It was a formational part of, of my journey to see kind of an extended family at work. And it, it, it reminds me just like the church that's kind of beautiful and uh, about sharing meals and hospitality um, and love and welcome, uh, but also mess and complicated relationships and um, uncomfortable spaces at times. But that's what family is. Andy Crouch, who's an author, he says, when God chose to act in the world, when God chose to uh, bring about his mission in the world, the way he chose to do it was through a family, first through Abraham, and then eventually through through the church. That that's the that's the way that God chose to act. Genesis twelve is that story of um, God calling Abraham. Um, it's just after sort of there's a story of like the Garden of Eden. Then like from Genesis three to Genesis eleven, or all these like vignettes, these little pictures of the way that the world is kind of like messed up and twisted. And there's Tower of Babel, and there's um, Noah's Ark, and there's um, uh, Cain and Abel and just all, all these pictures of like the world not as it meant to be. 
And the way that God wanted to rectify that, rectify what was lost in the Garden of Eden was to start a family. And he called this guy called Abram, who he changed his name to Abraham later. He said, the Lord said to Abraham, Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land I will show you. So, so leave your kind of biological family. Um, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. You will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Um, and it's this beautiful picture of God calling a, a man, a father, to become the father of a nation that would go on and bless the world. And the whole story of really the Old Testament um, is God choosing to act in the world through this family who eventually became Israel. And out of Israel, we get Jesus, who's part of the Israelite family. Um, and we are all grafted into that. We're welcomed into that family. That, and so, you know, if we trace our spiritual lineage back, we can trace it back to Abraham. Um, and I just think it's a, it's a beautiful picture. There's this, um, this sort of little twist that, that Jesus puts on it in Matthew 14. When there's this story of Jesus hanging out with his disciples, probably the 72, there's some women and men there, these, these people that have come to follow Jesus. And um, uh, one of the disciples says, hey, your, your mom and your brothers are outside coming, waiting to see you. And he says this funny thing. He says, who are my mothers and, and brothers? And he turns to his disciples and points at them and says, these are my mothers and my brothers. And what he's saying, he's not kind of downplaying the biological family, but he's trying to lift up this idea of, of the spiritual family, that we are part of a spiritual family. And I think it's a beautiful image, actually, of, of singleness, that Jesus at the age of 30 became a, a spiritual father to a community of people. And I think it's such an important point that, um, that we each have a role to play. It doesn't matter about the bio, the biology of our current family, the biology of the story that we've come from, um, but we are welcomed into a family. And we even see um, from kind of the Gospels to Paul's writings, um, the language around what church is really shifts as well. And so from, you know, in the Gospels and Acts, the, the language of someone who follows Jesus is often a disciple and a rabbi, that's the kind of language, the student relationship. And that's an important thing to understand. We talk about that a lot. But what you see in Paul's letters is a family language. He talks about brothers and sisters, spiritual fathers and mothers. Uh, it's, it's, it's this family language. We're part of a new humanity, Paul said. We're called into this new family of God. And actually, that is how the, the, the good news of Jesus spread all through the Roman Empire was through families. And now in the Bible, in Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek, the three languages that the Bible was written in, um, in, in each of those languages, there's no word for nuclear family. There's no word for like biological family. Uh, so whenever it talks about family, it's talking about extended family. It's talking about a network much larger than just kind of mom and dad and, and kids. Um, and we have kind of lost that in the West. Um, John Eldridge says the soul is village size, that we are actually meant, we're created for this kind of extended family of uh, uncles and aunties and neighbors and mothers and fathers and grandparents and grandkids. You know, and, and that is a beautiful picture of what the church 
should be Jesus was making a radically new type of family. And I want to say very clearly to you this morning that you are welcome in the family of God. Regardless of your story, regardless of your biology, Eugene Peterson says, no Christian is an only child. No Christian is an only child, that you are welcomed into the family of God, the extended family. Um, But the goal of that is not to have a nice, cozy family. And when God called Abraham, he said, I'm going to make you in a great nation, a great family, but you're going to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. That's the same mission for for the church, for the extended family on mission, that we are not just here to have a cozy, nice relationship uh, with a a few people, but we are here for our mission to extend the good news and the beauty and the justice and the creativity of the kingdom of God and the family of God here on earth. We're blessed to be a blessing, to welcome the stranger, to care for one another, to love our enemies, to be and bring good news. Um, Our goal, like parents, is not to raise children. We are to raise mature adults, mature disciples. And there's something beautiful about the image of a family because it's not hierarchical. It's not like there's a CEO in charge of a church. Family grows and it extends and it it grows in weird ways. And uh, people go out and grow their own families. But there's this kind of like connection between all of us and rhythms that keep us together kind of feels like Christmas and, um, you know, New Year's and birthdays and Father's Day and Mother's Day. There's these rhythms that keep us as an extended family together, that we are connected not by biology, but by spirituality. Discipleship is just simply welcoming new people into the family. We are blessed to be a blessing, welcomed by Jesus so that we can welcome others. And Christianity is a communal faith. I say this all the time, but you, you know, you, it's impossible to be a Christian on your own. It's a communal sport. Um, the gospel, the good news, always comes to us on the way to someone, someone else. And as much as there's an importance between my relationship with Jesus, my personal relationship with God, that's kind of one of the beautiful things that the Western evangelical church has given us. Um, There's an equal importance, particularly in the Bible, of the communal faith, not just my relationship with God, but my relationship with God mediated by the other through my neighbor, my brother, my sister, my dad, my mom, my grandparents, my spiritual uncles and aunties, my spiritual sons and daughters, you know, and and there's this kind of beautiful um, picture of the presence of God being mediated through one another. Um, David Kinnaman, who is, um, he's the president of of Barna, which is a great um, Christian research um, company. He says, if you can do it by yourself, what you're doing probably isn't church. If you can do it by yourself, what you're doing probably isn't church. And, uh, you know, it's so important that we are part of a spiritual family. We need each other. We are an interconnected web of relationships. And I'm convinced more, uh, more and more than ever that our world needs that. We need that, that extended family. We are, we are missing that in our world and in our neighborhoods. And I want to say very clearly that you have a role to play 
regardless of biology, you can be a spiritual dad, a spiritual mum, a spiritual grandparent, a son, a daughter, a brother, a sister, a spiritual auntie and uncle, um, that we are part of the family of God. We're welcomed into the family for the sake of the other, for the sake of the world. We are an extended family on mission.